0: this is two nerds in a joke with robert and ernie
1: thanks disembodied hot girl voice this is two nerds in a joke with robert and ernie i am ernie
2: and i am your social distancing friend robert
1: yeah social distancing and (laughs) self-quarantining and self-isolation is self-isolation a kind of an oxymoron term
2: yeah, it seems like it's a double negative almost, but it's not. I mean, it should be self isolation. How else are you going isolate with with people? If you isolate with people and you're not really isolated, well,
1: sadly, just, you know, yes, you, you, you set the bar, there's going to be some of them <laughs> that, that are willing to jump over that bar.
2: Yeah, uh, low bars, you know,
1: getting, getting, uh, not getting too into current events, uh, in my no. area. They actually um, had closed the beaches, Oh wow. right, and the parks, just because mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do. You don't want to be in an area where there's more than ten people, right?
2: Sure. Well, and you shouldn't walk. You shouldn't walk with others now. It's the exact opposite of advice we've been told forever: is walk with someone else, don't walk alone. And now it's no, 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 walk alone. Yeah. Please walk alone.
1: So, <laughs> these so the you know, Boca Raton's finest has been patrolling the beaches, making sure nobody's on the beach, all the parks are closed. But you know what? When you set the bar, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah,
1: they found a way around it. They decide, people decided, some people decided to get in their boats,
0: mm-hmm. go
1: out to like the little intercoastal area, which is between the ocean and land it's a little channel that runs up the coast of florida and basically just lash all the boats together just have one big party
2: yes i saw those that was that was all over the interwebs this this week i mean as topical as it is it's something bigger than topical because it's a great point it's and i see memes like this all the time it's you know, when we all could get together, we were just stuck on our phones. And now that we can't get together, we're finding every excuse to try and figure out ways to do it, just to break the rules. Which is like, it's it's not rules. I mean, it is, but it's for your safety, not just because. But you know, whatever, go go have your boat party, and and hopefully you don't all go get sick. But you know, whatever, have your fun. It was
1: insane. I actually, and you yeah. know what? Before I even knew that was happening, right? I knew about the closures. However. Mm-hmm. I did go in my car and went for a drive along the beach. I didn't stop at the beach. I just went for a drive, rolled down the windows just to get some air, right?
2: Sure. And that's, still, that's still legal for the Yeah, moment.
1: and it was in the middle of the day. It was like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, right? So I'm mm-hmm. driving over this drawbridge, and I look over, and I see the party. Literally, there had to
2: have been... Oh, Jesus. Okay. Boats. I didn't realize it was that close to yeah. you. That was That was close to you. Wow. Yeah,
1: 50, 50. 50. boats, if I That's have counted, man. 50. And there was just so many people on those boats, too. And you could hear the music. And I'm like... And as soon as I got home, I saw it on my news feed, like, mm-hmm. basically from the city of Boca Raton, saying, please, and then gave, like, this long explanation of... The reason why we, we're stopping the whole, you know, socializing in these areas that where people gather at, why they're all closed, you know, mm-hmm. um, public safety. And then, of course, people do something like this. This is why we can't have nice things.
2: It is exactly. And the sad part of the whole thing, too, is, you know, spring break is is here for some people or about to be here for some people. And all these people are going to try and come here, but they can't. There's nothing to do. So I don't know if that's going to just destroy our businesses and stuff, but I bet you it is. It's going to be insane. Yeah,
1: the the places along the beach, the touristy places like Hollywood Beach, Miami Beach, South Beach, um, not so much Boca Raton, to be honest with you. That's not a big spring break destination. Um, No. But Fort Lauderdale Beach, uh, Hollywood Beach, those beaches there, um, big in the spring break Because that's basically Mm -hmm. where they make their money for the year. Oh, yeah. Because I know people like to think like, you know, us residents, we're going over to Hollywood Beach or Fort Lauderdale Beach. And we're sitting on the boardwalk there having a a slice of pizza. Heck no, man. You get better pizza elsewhere, cheaper. Mm -hmm. You know, you can Mm -hmm. find it if if you're dying for music and drinks, you can find it cheaper away from those spots.
2: Oh, yeah. No, totally. Yeah, you know, that That's strictly tourists. Yeah,
1: those are strictly tourists. They make their business one time out of the year, and then they float on that, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. No, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely crazy. And and, and it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing, if they're going to end up being required to shut down or not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I uh, Depending on the county, uh, I know there's a big... Uh, not to be too topical, there's a big call for the governor to institute the shut-in, but he, he's yes. not budging on that just yet. He... I'm hoping I'm hoping that the news of the new cases slow down.
2: Yeah, me too. But I don't. If people don't start listening, there there won't be that situation exactly. happening. It'll it'll get worse. Exactly. But while we're all indoors and not doing anything exciting, unfortunately, we, we turn to our entertainment world to kind of uh, pass the time. If we're not working from home. And, uh, you know, trying to find odd jobs to keep ourselves financially afloat, not to be too depressing, but it's true. Um, So the question then becomes, Okay, so if you aren't working, you don't have work to do, or even if you are working from home, what are you doing to help, you know, between hours and lunch breaks and stuff? What are you watching? What are you going to do with yourself? And it seems like the entertainment industry once again comes in to save us all and rescue us from ourselves. And they're starting to release a lot of things that would have been in theaters directly to digital. Now, most of these are premium cost items that are going to cost you, like, almost a movie ticket's worth to see at first. But then they're just going to release them to the wilds.
1: Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a couple things uh, that, you know, some people will be like, is it worth purchasing a movie or just waiting for it to become readily available on streaming? It really depends on what it is, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I know, I know um... the big thing recently has been that movie 1917, The War Epic. From World War One mm-hmm. which won like three Oscars and well deserving of it, um I watched the movie. It's a good movie um it all depends if you if you really want to purchase that or wait for it to be on Netflix and then just add it to your list
2: yeah, well, and they're doing similar um onward is a new Disney Pixar movie. It seems kind of okay not 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 their top fair, unfortunately, from the reviews I've seen, but it looks cute. Um, and they're talking about releasing it to digital, and then releasing it to Disney Plus shortly after. Um, they're doing the same thing with uh, Rise of Skywalker, where it's now available digital, and it'll be available at some point in the near future on Disney Plus itself.
1: Yeah, I found so, it odd. The, I think they missed out, missed the boat on that one. Me personally, I think Disney would have gotten more traction if they had made it available on their Disney Plus platform right away and then sell the special box sets separately. Because i buy the box right. sets. I've seen some yeah. of them and they are amazing. I, I've seen yeah. the entire Sky Skywalker um, collection.
2: Yes, the, the S- Skywalker Saga. Yeah, the
1: Skywalker Saga. That collection looks amazing. And mm-hmm. the other one was just the Rise of Skywalker. That box set mm. looked amazing. Oh, um, yeah
2: no absolutely amazing and the interesting piece of all this is it it kind of goes back to okay, what are you willing to purchase for what and the other side of it is even if you are like looking forward to movies coming out, some of them have been pushed and pushed for a long time uh Wonder Woman is for example, I just saw this morning that it was pushed to august, so we're not even going to be able to see it at all in any form until that point yeah
1: uh, they're holding on to it which I kind of get their point. They're hoping that maybe the, the sanctions will be lifted by that point and maybe they can get some traction mm-hmm. in the theaters because honestly, I don't know. I know that we claim to be like real knowledgeable about the whole entertainment machine.
2: To yeah. us? We, we do? We,
1: we've claimed it a few times.
2: Um, no, because we know everything. We're, we're yes. experts. Go, go on.
1: How much? How much <laughs> do they lose... If they don't get the ticket sales from someone going to a physical movie theater.
2: Right. Right. How much is it? Because they talk about the box office returns, right? And that that profit number there. So that seems to be a huge part of it. But they've never really tried the model of, you know, I mean, there are certain there's some. Lesser exciting movies that were released directly to DVD or in the old days, VHS really it wasn't really direct to really DVD release for many things, but they've done it now. They've done some stuff for digitally, right, they've done but have they really that, looked like, at them Some up.
1: Movies were advertised like on billboards and it was only available on Netflix like Bird Box.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the real question is, OK, if you do advertising like you would do for a traditional movie. But don't release it in the traditional method via a movie theater, like a bird box or the Hitchhiker, or the Hitchhiker. Well, the uh, Hitman's Bodyguard, for example. Oh, what was the other? Which one? was out in theaters with, for a with uh, H-
1: uh, Henry Cavill, The Witcher.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that's I mean, more of a yeah.
1: series. I'm...
2: But it's same thing. It was heavily advertised. You saw that that, that stuff everywhere. Yeah. So it was heavily advertised, just like it was a real going to a theater's production, even if it's a series or whatever, doesn't matter, same idea. And then you release it. What do those numbers look like? And is the profit the same because you're considering subscriptions rather than actual tickets sold?
1: Right, because my thing so is So what's what's the difference? My there? my thing is like my understanding is Netflix never reveals their their downloads or their hits.
2: Yes. But That's not true anymore. Completely not completely true anymore. Have you seen their top 10 list?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They tell you which ones like they totally re They updated the the app. So it shows you here's the 10, the top 10 trending things to watch on Netflix.
2: I think it's by week. So it's not giving you numbers. So they're still following that policy, but you're getting at least an idea of what's the most popular thing. Which is something I suppose. Uh, most of the top ten choices, I'm like, really? That's a top ten choice? Who, who, who the heck is watching that? So, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting game changer. So I don't know what the story might be as far as what's what's next, like, like, right? Like,
1: seriously, like I would love because in Disney Plus there already exists like Sty- Skywalker Saga section in Star Wars,
2: right? Like mm-hmm. if they had
1: dropped Rise of Skywalker and maybe that kicks up your subscribers a little bit?
2: Sure. Yeah, a touch.
1: Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um,
2: definitely, for, definitely. For
1: Wonder Woman, since it's DC, you're talking Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. What are they streaming on? Netflix? Amazon Prime? I don't know. I know they have their own app.
2: Yeah, but that's a good question. I don't actually know the answer to that. That's a very solid question. I have no idea.
1: Like, if I was Warner Brothers... I seriously would consider holding off on the Wonder Woman thing and maybe mm-hmm. pushing up to stream on digital.
2: Well, Wonder Woman should be be behind the DC universe. DC has its own streaming thing.
1: It does, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, that's where that would probably okay. fit.
1: So that would get your subscriptions yep. up. Yeah, that might.
2: <laughs> For that? Oh, absolutely. In a heartbeat. Nobody's looking at that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I know. Well, you said it exists. I forgot it exists.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't yeah. have
1: that cachet of movies, right? It,
2: it has a lot of animated stuff, animated. but it's still, yeah, it's not the same big number, you know. So here's here's the interesting thing. So I just I just logged into my Netflix account, so I'm looking at their top ten list, okay. right? That seventy show, Love Is Blind, which is a reality show, so you know that's going to get the hit yeah, automatically. I saw that. Fine, I saw the whatever. first couple of. Them. <sighs> Really? How was it? Um, go through your list and I'll tell you about it. Okay. Parkinson recreation. Okay. Tom C. Ball Hog. That's a comedy special. Tiger King. Is that another serial killer? It's uh, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. Yeah. Another serial killer type nonsense. On My Block is on the list. Agent of Shields is high. Goodfellas. It's classic. Can't go wrong with that. Kingdom, don't know much about that. Ozark, eh. Yu-Gi-Oh? Who the, why? Who's watching Yu-Gi-Oh? I've heard, I've heard interesting things about I'm not okay with this. That one actually seemed actually pretty cool. Um, young girl wakes up one day and has superpowers and doesn't want to have anything to do with it, but just has them and she doesn't know how to handle her life. It seems pretty funny. Um, kind of a real world version. The Talented Mr. Ripley. Is that that one about yes. death? Where he's deaf? I, I saw parts of it. I never saw the whole thing. And, and they, please stop doing this, Netflix. They're lo- they, they put parts of, of things on there. So they have, right now, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. They don't have the rest of them. They just have The Two Towers. Or I think they had the first one and the third one, and then they have just the second. I was like, guys. Seriously, either have it all or don't have it. Nobody's going to want to watch one is it, part. Is it, the, but it's trending. is
1: it the ultimate obnoxiously long we, we took everything off the Cutting Room Floor version?
2: It's two hours and 59 no. minutes, so I'm going to say No. No. Okay, I don't know how much the I don't remember the, the Cutting Room Floor version was. I think like was. Four, close um, to like
1: three and a half, four hours.
2: Jesus, okay. Shameless is on there, don't watch that. Blacklist, didn't watch that. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, that's, that's not bad. I like that. Uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I've, I've heard good things about that, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. What's New Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo. Both of those weird. Okay. You yeah, know, whatever. Never been big into Scooby-Doo. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, okay. I think they, they pushed all of it onto, onto there, so yay. NCIS. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Ugly Delicious. Jeopardy is on here now. Self-Made the top 10. And of course, I'm sure very high in their list is Outbreak, which I have yet to watch. Ah, uh, 2012. There you go. Isn't that the one where the people the sci-fi action adventure? Oh yeah, this is where the world completely destroys itself. Yeah, the itself world or comes up like to its end. Yeah. Yeah, cheers, fine. All American. So
1: so you can see you can 10. see like you can see what Netflix is doing.
2: Yeah, this is what they're trending now. They call it some of them are on, un- some of them are trending as a, and they have a little top ten in the list, and some are just trending. Um, and a lot of theirs are, a lot of their trendings are the top ten list, like the one hundred humans thing. So a lot of things. So go ahead and tell me about the show.
1: So, what, love is blind, right? Yes. So, what what attracted me to the show was the premise of it. Is that you have these individuals, men, men and women? Um, they're in a special environment where they can't see each other for thirty days. It's right? a long time. and they go, can only talk to them. They can only talk to the other person. They don't know what they look like. The only way you could see what that other person looks like is if you mm-hmm. agree to marry them.
2: That's so stupid. So. You have to be really uh, desperate for love to, to do that, right? Number I mean, number
1: of men and women. You get to talk to all the women, and then I guess you take notes on who you like speaking with and all this other stuff. Um,
2: are they taking it from a man perspective, woman perspective? They kind of go both and back, back, and, forth. back and forth. Okay, good. But, At least they do that. But you really fine. only
1: get to know, out of all of them, like
2: three. No, that's kind of depressing. You figure with a Netflix show, you kind of get a chance to right, see it but, all. I
1: mean the other ones, I guess they just couldn't make connections there for whatever reason. So you have the three, Hmm. and here's the here's the thing, right? Here's the only knock I have on the show. Well, one of many knocks. Mm. Is the fact that these people are absolutely good looking. And they just Mm. took the lazy way out and got this Netflix to hook them up, right? So Hmm. there's like
2: so so these aren't desperate, these aren't desperate people then. These are just Average Joe. Not even average Joe's. Like, very there's a guy
1: active. legit, like a scientist. He works in a, like, well, so they say. I don't know how much of this is true. But he is uh, a scientist, right? Works in a research laboratory. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay. the dude looks like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. <laughs> okay. Right? The girl that he's speaking with, she's amazing. She's like um, uh, this, uh, she owns her own business. She's, uh, you know, she graduated college to the top of her class, very smart, um, you know, multiple degrees and everything else. And I'm like, I don't understand how these people are unable to like find love in a traditional way. They'd rather go this route. But of course, like the three people, like the three men and the three women that they pick, yeah, arguably are very good looking.
2: Of course. Right? So, why, so, so it was really the, really the ultimate question is why didn't they invite you well, on the show?
1: We all know why. Cause I, I would bring okay, it to go a on. screeching halt. they will be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way. Once she takes a good peek at them, that's it. Engagement off, man. Engagement off.
2: But see, if you could win them over enough with your personality, that would well, be kind of the, the, that, the that's of the it, right? illusion
1: the show gives, but that's not the case at all. Like like, you could tell, like, the women were sizing up their conversations with, well, his voice sounds deep, so I'm guessing he's a really tall guy, you know, or he, he's, you know, everything, he, you know, he sounds like he's in good shape, and he works out, and, and is all about health and fitness, and, and I'm like, gosh, I'm not even anywhere about that.
2: <laughs> so you'd have to find the real yeah, nerdy girl.
1: Yeah, which I didn't find in that group, honestly. At like all. at
2: all? That's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, they're all they're all younger. That is
2: great.
1: Uh, one one of them like admitted to that. only dating older guys, but she found this guy who was younger and and of course there's the uh, the the tension, the manufactured tension of two girls liking the same guy, but the guy had to make a decision on which one he wanted to marry.
2: That's crazy. And do they actually well, get married?
1: The next step is there's once they see each other and. Once they see each other, you know, the proposal happens, you know, will you marry me? Shows the ring. She says, yes. She puts the ring on. They kiss all that stuff. Then they go on a two week. Is it two week or three week? It's either two or three weeks vacation to Mexico where they could like work on their physical part of their relationship. Now this is where the show becomes TVMA. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Wait, wait. wait, TVMA
1: where like it becomes very mature.
2: What did, well, what do they, they do? They show well, I mean, stuff.
1: Most of the time they're half dressed.
2: Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my, oh my indeed. Well, it is number 5 on their top 10 list yeah. for this show. Um,
1: I didn't No, uh, love by, is
2: love is blind for those of Yeah. I didn't just get
1: in. I didn't get past that. I didn't go further than that cuz to me like the whole concept was gone.
2: Yeah, that seems pretty Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean,
1: I was looking to see like yeah. ordinary guys, right?
2: Right. Didn't find him. Nice. Fun. Yeah. Good times. Good times. You know what I'm looking at on my Netflix right now that I have not seen that actually looks like it might be Go pretty on. good? In a world where beasts of all kinds coexist, a gentle wolf awakens to his own predatory urges as his schools deal deal with a murder within its midst. It's called Beast Stars. It's an anime. It's TVMA has one season, and they're all uh, anamorphic. Hmm. Creatures. that might be interesting um,
1: yeah I, I mean as far as the other things that i've been watching since being in the isolation uh i got a chance to see um the fast and furious presents Ro- uh, Hobbs and uh, shaw
2: yeah and okay
1: uh for those of you out there who like action flicks what you saw if you like the trailers that's exactly what you got in the movie
2: This lots of explosions, fast cars. Beating
1: people up, cars, motorcycles, jets, helicopters, people doing crazy stuff and stunts and explosions. If that if that's what you want, you you're gonna like it. And there's wisecracking. They basically cut on each other like throughout the whole movie. And Ryan Reynolds is in it too, by the way. Yeah. Nice. So he adds a little bit to it as well. So It's a fun movie. You can't take it too seriously. It's not going to win any awards. However, for many people like myself, I found this movie to be better than many of the Fast and Furious Sisters. Yeah. Okay. Like, this one doesn't take itself seriously, and it's predicated on, like, a ridiculous notion, and I'm okay with it because it's being played that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, The other thing that I started watching were, like, um,
2: no way. Where, where did you watch that?
1: Oh, it was on uh, it was on the uh, cable networks, it was on HBO.
2: Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, other channels, the, the,
1: the cable channels. Uh, the other thing that I saw yeah. was uh, Captive State. I don't know if you've ever seen that one.
2: No, I don't think so. It's which, which John one's that?
1: One? It came out last year. Um, excuse me, sorry. Um, so it came out last year. And what it is, is uh, in the future, we, uh, we come in contact with aliens. However, the aliens pretty much win. And mankind as a whole surrenders to them. And they, hmm. they essentially, instead of becoming like, you know, captors or, or like anything like that, they're called legislators. And there's a group of humans that basically report to them. And what they're doing is they're underground mining all of our natural resources. And they they are allowing a select few humans to go with them once they're done. So there's a small resistance group. And this is based in Chicago where like this small little group in Chicago is trying to fight back and like you know, fight for the human race, in other words.
2: Yeah. Intriguing. Okay. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. I can get behind that. It's a
1: pretty dark movie. Um it's real heavy on the themes. John Goodman plays well in it. I won't spoil it too much about his role in it. But you see some other good big name actors in it as well making making cameos. Um but yeah but if you want something like to totally disconnect for a little bit and, and watch and think about you know think about things definitely watch that um, okay
2: so if you yeah, if you're into dark though
1: um, the other thing that I watched um, that I can remember because I've watched so much over the past couple of days uh,
2: you know I got back into the old Spider-Man cartoon one? Uh, the one for Disney Plus uh, the one with the radioactive uh, the one that has a theme song that's kind of techno-y almost and it's, uh, it's uh, spider blood oh, spider blood that one with the webs. That one.
1: How's that yeah
2: one? that actually is it's more adult peter parker is slightly older in that version and all of the villains already i mean they're all people he know as per usual he's not with mary jane exactly but he definitely looks older he's like and in college and he isn't dating her just yet so it's a little bit older version of him um, and he's trying to get out of the photography business, but he's still in it. Um, so it's very interesting, I felt. Um, it's, it was a good version of Spider-Man, I feel. It's not too young. He's not. He still has his quipness, and the, the voice acting is really good. And the animation style, actually, is really decent, too. Um, but it's actually a little more mature version of it, for the most part. And it doesn't have the thing of that error, like the 90s era cartoons, where you know half the episode is last time and up next. It doesn't do any of that. It's just here it is 20 minutes of show enjoy next so but it has all the villains and he says drops all of the other heroes names into the show like he mentioned hulk and the avengers once he mentioned the tick and so it's it's all these little social quips that he puts out there about other people in that universe and it it has stan lee's name attached to it too so it was it was really well done i felt and i'm enjoying it. So kind of a classic, going back something fun, um, and I have to finish off Altered Carbon too, which I haven't finished yet. The new season—that's the other thing I have to work get back to, because that was that's oh, been a lot of fun so far.
1: Yeah, the um, the, the sci-fi shows I got to get back into. I just haven't had an opportunity. I know that sounds weird, considering that we're not doing anything, but it's supposed to be staying inside our homes and only going out for exercise and things like that um
2: but you can find ways to distract yourself enough that at the end of it you're like did the day just disappear what the heck happened
1: uh, recently this week to be honest with you um that we're in it's just been working remotely you know make making a couple calls and being on some meetings and next thing i know i'm like wow i need to start like putting together dinner (laughs) right because i can't just like take off and go out to a restaurant like i used to it's like let me Let me put some stuff on the on the stove to cook.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, and it's good that you're doing that too because it helps to break up the day a little bit too.
1: Yeah, but it's been going by so quickly. Um,
2: But have you been doing the self torture -torture thing? (laughs) Thinking about your life, like watching these shows. Anything
1: that remotely reminds me of, like, like I said, like the whole like. Love is blind thing yeah i I had to switch off of that real quick um,
2: yeah you can't you can't do that because you can get into a real deep, dark place if you start doing yeah. those types of things to yourself yeah.
1: but we we are start but we did have a nice uh a nice uh Sunday that just passed
2: yes, we did, and one of the things we did is we've been talking about it for a little while um Ernie and I have have a a close friend of the podcast. we will call him that because he has been absolutely fantastic to talk to you as often as we have when have started, we actually did a few of our new, uh, segments that we are talking, we were going to start doing and we have one ready yeah, to go. Uh, don't we,
1: you know, doc, Dr. Jason, I mean, you could make so many other like episodes. Like he, he could be like a permanent fixture on here. Had he had the, has the availability. Um,
2: yes. Yeah, and we're gonna try and do some more with him this uh, next weekend, this upcoming weekend, and, and get some more segments done. But we are actually doing uh, sports nerd sports with uh, the doctor, and uh, we have our first episode uh, ready and uh, yeah, so able to go. So what we try
1: to do is we try to talk about a a fictional character and try to put him in the frame of if he was a real, if he was involved in sports, what athlete would he most closely resemble to? I, I know that you 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 didn't get too specific with yours, you kind of stayed with like sports, mm. uh, like a specific sport and like a position, like for instance, um, you know, in football and offensive linemen.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. But we try to keep it generic to any sport. Yeah. It, really, it really doesn't matter if there were any sports, what would they be? Um, so what we're going to do, oh, yeah, if you're okay, I'm more Ernie. than okay with this. As, as as you would say, what, uh, what would the, the doctor say? say. Um, <laughs>
1: doctor smartest guy I know. To be honest, with you.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, he's a PhD. You can't go yeah. wrong with that. So we're going to take a, a <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial, commercial break. Commercial? Well, segment a break, right? but a well, we're going to do a segment break. We're going to do a commercial break first, and then we'll do a segment break, and then we'll be right back after we talk with the doc, the good doctor, and talk a little sports with our surprise event of the day so you'll see who wouldn't we, what we talk about here in a hot moment and then we'll come right on back and now sports analysis of fictional characters with dr jason von Steinz. all right guys today is another glorious day and we have something really special again we are going to talk today with this good doctor about one of uh one of the x-men's favorite uh troublemaker um and long-lived character who's gone through a lot of trauma in his life and knows the meaning of the word pain uh which of course would be uh, logan or wolverine by his aka uh so uh jason what doctor what is the story with him in a sports context
0: all right uh yeah uh, excited excited again to talk about another great great character and And his uh, sport performance. So, Wolverine or or Logan, uh, that's a character that I think a lot of people know. A lot of people, even if you're not a comic book reader, you've still lived with this character for maybe 20, maybe 25 years. I'm not sure. At
2: least 20 years. Yeah. 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 He's been around for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, a
0: long time. And uh, you've had the good fortune of having a great actor like Hugh Jackman play him. Um, And uh, on the surface, somebody might not think that there's too much to the character. They might, of, of course, he's tortured, of course he's angry, but they might not see all that much more going on psychologically. But I think it's a, it's a great character, um, and if if we follow his journey, even even though we don't know that much about his backstory necessarily, he's very mysterious. Uh, we could still pick out some really important maybe um, really psychological. Um, the dynamics or issues going on uh, so one one thing that we do know is that uh, Logan is sort of a very isolated person he avoids personal relationships he avoids getting attached with others um, one thing that we that we know in uh, sports psychology and even clinical psychology or or just daily life is that um one of the main ways of dealing with a uh, uncomfortable emotion or negative emotion is through avoidance, by avoiding. So you're in a situation, it doesn't feel good, it feels uncomfortable, and then you just try to not be in those situations uh, very much. And that's helpful in the short term, because in the short term, you don't have to feel uncomfortable. You know, uh, if you're uncomfortable with friendships or whatever it might be, and you can just not talk to people, eh, then you feel a little better in the moment. But then in the long run, that starts to close down your life, and you're not able to to do the things that you would want to do or do the things that that would make you feel good and be fulfilling in life. And uh, Logan He avoids getting close to people. He avoids um he avoids I'm sure he avoids casual conversation. He Mm -hmm. yeah, he doesn't get attached to people, that kind of thing.
2: And and he definitely doesn't talk a lot either. He's he's a kind of a quiet person in almost every movie. He's like a couple of lines here or there, some snarky comment, and he's off.
0: Yeah. And that would be perfectly healthy if that were just his personality type or how it might, you know if that was just how he was but you do get the sense that that is more related to lots of past traumas lots of past emotional traumas that he's experienced where he's you know people have betrayed him maybe or someone's trying to use him because they find out that he has these extreme abilities where you know he's in he's a very you know lethal weapon you know to kind of borrow the phrase from the movie uh so so they they use him so then now he avoids um relationships and when he does um uh you know engage in relationships it can be it can be very healing or it can be uh very traumatizing if things don't go well um so one of the important relationships that he's had is with charles xavier who's sort of like his father figure who has kind of like picked him out from the crowd and has helped him and tried to heal him and all that stuff. And then if we look at the movie Logan, you know, uh, that relationship is now very strained and there's this sort of unhealthy father son relationship where, you know, I I don't want to say necessarily completely unhealthy, but there's, you know, it's strained and it, it needs to be healed where, um, you know, uh, Xavier is sort of like on on Xavier's end, Xavier feels like he's not respected and he has given so much to Logan and, and Logan isn't taking care of him the way that he should. And then Logan feels like like a, a failure of a son who um, has given it his best and can just never seem to do things right. And then now it's this really interesting family dynamic where now Logan has – a daughter that he sort of a daughter where he never knew he had and now he's like in this all of a sudden he's in the sandwich generation where he's trying to take care of his parent his old the old generation and he's trying to somehow raise and protect his daughter while he's also struggling with alcoholism himself and you know like like i said before avoidance is Uh, one of the main ways that people cope and when you're having lots of alcohol and sort of self medicating that way then you're avoiding having to feel those emotions so like all that stuff is going on in the movie Logan um, and then we haven't even necessarily gotten to his performance as you know as a fighter as a protector or as an athlete and that does kind of mirror sports where you know you have all this personal stuff going on you have all these family dynamics and then you also have your sport that that you need to try to put that aside to try to put that aside and then compete or you need to see a therapist you need to go to the doctors you need to get help and then as you're taking care of that then that will help you uh in your support more and be able to to perform at your best more uh, so so far as i'm talking about this are there any uh comments or questions
2: but it seems like almost it, it, it seems almost like a a player if you will like like logan or wolverine in this in this case would almost be pure emotion on the field
0: mm-hmm.
2: so he's the guy i think maybe related to like football where he's frontline tackle he's going to take all the bruises he's going to take all the hits he's just going to take the abuse take the abuse take the abuse. His emotional life, is his family life is, is falling apart off-field, and he just takes <clears> that aggression out on the field to where he's a great front lineman, but he doesn't really go at it strategically. He's just abusing his body because, like, I mean, if you look at how Wolverine attacks, like his attack style, mm-hmm. he just goes all in. He's like... Sure, I'm gonna get hurt. I don't care. It's like he gets lost in the pain because his personal life is such a mess. I mean, through most of his life, it's a mess. I mean, let's not fool ourselves. Even in, even at the end with Logan, with that sandwich, as you said, it's bad there too in a different level. Right. But he never has solid. I mean, you talk to gene Grey dynamic, you talk the yeah. the you know Xavier telling him what to do dynamic, the loner, him not remembering his past, you know, all these you know being a giant lab rep, So he always has these things in his personal life. So when he goes out on the field, if you will, he just I'm gonna get pummeled. I'm gonna take care of business. I'm gonna get bruised, and then I walk, home, I walk it off later, and we'll figure it out. And, and how do you go into that player and you say, okay, how do we manage this? Because you know, if he didn't have the healing factor, like most sports players don't, you know, you right. don't want this to be career-ending. How do we manage this emotion so you use it appropriately? Because you're never going to be fully logical. I mean, we're never going to get. You know, kind of like other characters, where it's more—they're more stoic. You're never going to not have your emotions involved. How do you go about helping them get to balance that, at least, or or rein it in enough so they don't seriously end their career?
0: Right, right. That's those are great points because Logan is, like you pointed out, is a really extreme example of what happens when somebody is so emotionally driven and doesn't care about themselves at all. And then just goes for it. Like if you look at his fighting style, like, he's, like you were pointing out, um, he's sort of like a really extreme version of Rocky Balboa where he's just mm. taking hit after hit and he's so bloody. He's torn up. Uh, going back to the comic books, I, I can't remember specifics, but I remember there just been lots of images of him just completely torn apart and bloody. Mm. But then he heals and then he keeps going. And he has so much rage that keeps driving him forward and he keeps fighting and he just he doesn't care about his own well-being at all. And it actually kind of pays off for him in a sick way because he heals and he got the outcome that he wanted and, you know, everything worked out. So it's really hard to um, to to address that with someone when, you know, time and time again, they keep being proven right. You know, like, oh, I don't need to take care of myself. I'll just go all in i'll I'll be driven by my rage, and i'll keep winning i'll keep doing great, but even with the extreme example of Logan, now, if you look at his life, he's been taking this approach, and you know all his friends are dead for the most part, and that didn't have very much to do with him, but you know maybe that avoidance that he was doing so much uh, maybe if he would have avoided a little bit less and had more personal relationships. You know he would feel more fulfilled, he might have a lot of regret about about that not having you know being closer to those people that passed away and even with with his physical abilities, well he's been pushing and pushing, and now finally after a hundred years or whatever it is, he's now finally starting to decline, and he's declining badly and he can still you know he can still perform really well and beat lots of people, but he's He's definitely not what he's used to he used to be, and he does see the end he like, he knows that the end is coming, and he can't keep this up forever um and What's great about uh, about the movie Logan is you do see moments where he's he's starting to think more about his reason, why he wants to to do something, why things are important and and he's starting to act more based off of his values. Uh, so the little girl, uh, he does he doesn't want to help her at first. He doesn't want to help the you know the, the the little girl's caretaker or guardian that was helping her. He if if he could do anything, he would like want to get on a boat and go away and maybe not take care of Charles and not do these things. But he knows it's the right thing to do. He probably – if we were to sit down with him and figure out what his values were, he would probably help valuing people who are defenseless and vulnerable. There's this great scene from the animated series that I always remember where um, uh, Wolverine and Sabretooth were fighting. And then Wolverine says something like, you always like picking on people who are smaller. Well, I'm smaller. Try picking on me. And I I think – uh, that really um, embodies Wolverine. Uh, that's lost a little bit in the movies because Hugh Jackman's a very tall, very big man. But but the actual the comic book character, a cartoon character, Logan is a small or short, very stocky person who is a has a big heart and he's a big fighter. And and you still see that a lot in Logan. So going back to what your question was, it would be important to figure out what his values were and then start kind of pointing out the differences like okay you value helping the the little guy and helping people who are defenseless and and vulnerable and here's what you're doing and here's and and how does you know drinking all day help help you to uh help the little guy or defenseless people and how does wanting to run away and avoid relationships and not talk to people how does that go back to your values of of wanting to uh help the vulnerable and just kind of just exploring that with him in a non-judgmental way that would help him to kind of build up his motivation to start making changes in his life and if we could keep getting clear on his values and keep getting clear on what he's doing, what he's actually doing in his life and how that's different from what he values and get him moving more in the direction of values, then, you know, then he can start um, being less driven by those emotions. And then he would start sooner or later, hopefully he would start taking care of himself because he would see, okay, if I'm not taking care of myself, then I certainly can't take care of these defenseless people. So that's, that's where, uh, where that comes in. There's this great saying that we have to, you know, um, that we remind people about when you, um, when you get on an airplane, what does what the flight attendant say in the case of an emergency? First give yourself oxygen and then help the person next to you. Because if you don't have oxygen, you're, you're going to pass out and you can't help anybody. So mm. we, we would would Logan to take that oxygen so that he can then help more people.
2: Wow, there you go. That's that's good stuff right there.
1: I mean, you guys guys kind of uh, picked on what I thought about um, when when you mentioned Logan. Logan to me, um, and the one thing about Logan's powers, Wolverine, Logan, James Howlett, however you want to describe him. Um, even though he has healing, he still feels pain. So those yeah. claws shooting out from between his knuckles, he still feels the pain from that. He still yeah. feels the pain of the bullets being ripped through his skin, and he. And I don't know if you could ever get over that. Like, they say that you can, that your mind kind of, like, through traumatic events blocks out, like, what had happened. Like, they say, uh, not speaking from personal experience, but they say that women forget the pain of childbirth, right? They forget that pain. Um, What Logan kind of reminds me of is, kind of reminds me of the story of Mickey Mantle, where he was this he had all these gifts and you're kind of like gosh if if only i was mickey mantle right would i really be like drinking myself nonstop like day after day trying to forget the pain of losing his father and his grandfather like in the hospital bed next to him he had a he had, he was playing on a knee that had no cartilage and he had to wrap up he had so many ailments that he played through that nobody ever knew and he was still like arguably the best player of his generation and never said anything. Kept himself very quiet. It wasn't until later in life when he started saying, hey, look, I never thought I would live past 40. No man in my family ever lived past 40. That's why I, after I was done, I'd go home and drink. I'd smoke. I'd drink. I'd smoke. Carouse with women. Didn't take care of my body. And then in, I think he was in his later years where he needed a liver transplant or something like that. And because he was Mickey Mantle, they pushed him up to the front of the list, and he felt guilty for that because he's like, you know, and I think the one thing that I remember from Mickey's last days were he said that he had a dream that he died and went to heaven, and he was at the pearly gates. And and, uh, God was like, sorry, Mick, we can't let you in because of all the bad things that you've done, but would you mind signing this this baseball for me before you go? So, like, that's how I felt Wolverine – kind of lived his life in a way like he could never get close to anybody because he knew once he got close to somebody, they would end up dying because of him or an action that he had. And I think um, the movies, especially the Wolverine setting up Logan uh, did that well because I forgot the name of the mutant in the Wolverine who basically told him you're going to die with your heart in your hand.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And he dies holding his daughter's hand.
0: Right, right. So, it's a wonderful moment.
1: Yeah, so for 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 Wolverine, you're kind of like, gosh, you, you're thinking to yourself, if I had the powers of Wolverine, I would have definitely taken better care of myself. I probably wouldn't have like put myself in front of the bullets or taken on and I know people don't like saying it, but I just saw X-Men w- Wolverine um origins. <laughs> all right, yeah. because of, you know, the current going on. Because everyone hates that movie because they could pick certain things out of it because it kind of messes up with timelines yeah. but overall you kind of see like he was actually a pretty sensitive dude he just he just wanted to have a family he didn't want to be in Vietnam you know killing people and killing other mutants and things like that he didn't want to be a tool for somebody else's agenda he just wanted to lead a, a peaceful life without killing and yeah. it just kept finding him right it just kept finding him no one would ever leave him alone. And, um, you know, in the second movie, the, the guy asks him, you know, as he's trying to end it, you know, w- you know, Logan's life, he's like, what are you? He goes, I'm the Wolverine. He doesn't identify himself as Logan or James yeah. anymore. He's the Wolverine. And he yeah. ends up like ripping him to shreds with his claws. I mean, um, the third movie is probably Logan to me is like in my top five best comic book movies ever. Oh. Uh, it, it's, it's. It hits on so many points of that but going back to you doctor let's just say you have uh uh, you have an athlete like let's just say it's mickey you have a young mickey what are you telling him about like how he should conduct
0: himself sure okay yeah so that's uh that's those are great points and um they I, it wouldn't be so much about me telling him because I can tell him anything and he's gonna do whatever he's gonna do, but you brought out some really great points about how he um, you know someone like Mickey or someone like like logan they they have these 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 kind of underlying beliefs that maybe they're they're not even always thinking about or maybe they they might not even know that they have those beliefs. But then those beliefs are driving their behaviors in, in many ways, even if it's not on the top of their head. Uh, so for example, with with uh, Mickey Mantle, and, and I think many people experience this, they think, okay, well, my dad died at a certain age, or everything, you know, happens to my family this way, or, you know, people have always thought these things about me. And then, And and then once you figure that out, then that explains a lot of – the way that you know a lot of their behavior and the way they're conducting themselves and, and that kind of thing. So I think it would be really helpful to do something called co- cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, so I'm uh, I have a private practice called CBT SoCal uh, where we specialize in CBT. And what we want to do in a situation like that is is people don't always just come out and say you know oh here's my underlying belief that explains it all. It usually takes a while. So one of the things we do is. We just look at different situations, different challenging, stressful situations, and we ask things like, you know, like, when this happened, what were you thinking about? And then so for, um, you know, for Logan, for example, it might be something like, um well i hate people i don't want to talk to people people suck they're annoying they just use me as a weapon okay and then we keep kind of exploring that and like well, you know what's what is it that's so bad about that where if people use you as you as a weapon what does that say about you or what do you think that says about you and um you know like like, has there ever been a time when people didn't use you as a weapon? What's that like? And we just kind of keep exploring, and then that helps us to get to those underlying beliefs, because those because those those thoughts are what are driving the emotions and the behavior. So someone says, "Oh, people always use me as a weapon," and then they feel rage. And then they avoid talking to people or they fight or kill those people. But if we can get to those underlying beliefs um, and figure out what what those beliefs are, then we can do little experiments. We can do little tests and kind of test those beliefs. So, Logan, people always use you as a weapon. Uh, what about, um, you know, when you just met that nice family on the farm uh, in the movie Logan? What was that like? Did they use you as a weapon? I mean, you ended up fighting eventually, but did they use you, or or did you kind of just volunteer to fight someone? And what was it like at dinner, when you were just having a casual conversation as a family uh, with Xavier? What, what did that feel like? Did that feel good? Did that, you know, like, it just kind of, and we can kind of keep doing little experiments like that, little by little, where we test out those beliefs. Um, so with Mickey, with Mickey Mantle, like, you know, we would have to figure out, you know, you know, what what is this? what is this core belief like okay i'm i'm not going to live past you know whatever and then why do you believe that like maybe um like you know uh we need to figure out more like maybe um life is dangerous life you know things don't work out for me and then we can just kind of test that and you know is there a situation that we can put you in that would test those beliefs like are you going to die young like well are there any family members who didn't Uh, are there any people who didn't use you have you ever met a stranger on the street and they just said good morning and they didn't ask you for an autograph and just kind of just kind of keep testing that over and over and then that real life experience can be can be really healing after after you do it over and over again. So I would you know want to do something like that with Mickey Mantle or Logan or or anybody who has those. I and mean, it's a lot of people. We most of us have underlying beliefs that are affecting us in ways that we're not really even aware of. Uh, but hopefully, it's not, you know, causing real problems in life that um, um, that we see in someone like Mickey Mantle or or like Logan.
2: Very good stuff. Very cool. Once again, I really yeah. appreciate um, you, you coming on again to do this with us. Um, very cool. And of course, as always, Doctor, as you say.
0: As I say, insert
1: tadline
0: here.
2: Yeah. Seamless transition. And we return. That was great. I love talking with him. And as as we kinda of said, you know, that could have gone on forever and ever and ever and been just this delightful full episode yeah. worthy, of course. But yeah, we want to keep only it short give little you the, segments. We're only give you just, t- just a tiny bit of taste. But a lot of things going on with that. So definitely uh, re-listen because yeah. that was very cool. And let us know uh, what you guys are listening to and what you're watching out there. Besides us, of course, course. Um, we're looking for always uh, for new concepts of things to talk about on our show. Guest, Uh,
1: I mean, what else you got going on?
2: Yeah, seriously, just send us a line. It's two nerds, the number two nerds, a joke at gmail.com. and we do respond uh, to those that email address. So uh, send us a drop us a line. Let us know what's going on with you. What you're watching. Don't don't worry
1: about. about, Uh, Oh, am I going to be like on some sort of crazy mailing list? Is my stuff going to be sold? The answer to those questions is yes. If we can make a dime (laughs) off of you, yes. Be always concerned. Always be concerned. Always
2: be concerned with all of it. And, of course, make sure you are following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all the rest because we we're always there. And, of course, the positive and awesome Tumblr now that it's now yeah, all cleaned up. Um, so please <laughs> – hey, we've actually gotten some hits. So I want to make a, a quick shout-out to all of our Pinterest God, fans what? out there. Ironically, we, we have yeah. a lot of Pinterest why? followers. I don't know why, but they love us. I, I posted some cute pics on there, I, little Daredevil – Deadpool things Daredevil pics. I think, I think
1: and... let's, be, let's be precise here. We're getting hit off of one yes. image, am I correct?
2: Yeah. It's,
1: it's the Deadpool yeah. hugging a unicorn, right?
2: Oh, yes. It's still – I still – people what, are still clicking on that. What, They're still pinning that. What
1: year did that come out in, right? Oh,
2: dude, that was that was like when we started. That is years and years and years ago, and people are still hey, and, pinning it and to and their all board.
1: of you lucky listeners could say, hey, we were there supporting these guys before yes. you before you wait people (laughs)
0: stealing
2: our thunder. Yes. Yes. But we did have some interactions this week uh, from Pinterest. So thank you guys for, for being on on there with us, but you can look us up. We have a lot of fun, just ridiculous pictures that we found from the internet and different links. And we put all our episodes up on there. So just come and check it out. Um, And of course, as always, because we love doing segments and transitions and the phraseology of everything has to be somewhat cool ernie if you will please peace out
1: and that's another episode of two nerds and a joke follow robert and ernie on instagram twitter
2: facebook and subscribe to their youtube channel